0: What is up everybody? You're listening to Rep Your Set, and my name is Eric Dane Jacqua. I think. I have no idea how to fucking say my own name. It doesn't matter anymore. But anyway, let's see. What do we got going on this week? Uh, The Shouting Bones are going to be at the Red Mesa Bar and Grill in Boyne City, Michigan from 6 to 9. And it's a cheap margarita night. It's get drunk, drink your face off margarita night at the Mesa. What else is going on? We got, oh, uh, new show alert. The Pistol Whips are going to be playing at Snow Belt Brewing in Gaylord on January 21st. That's a Friday. That's from 6 to 9. And then let's see. Uh, the Shouting Bones, which is Holly and I's new duo. Uh, super cool name, I know. The Wine Bar in Boyne City from 6 to 8 on Saturday, uh, January 22nd. 68 p.m. shouting bones. Um, anyway, uh, tonight's episode is featuring Aunt Vicky. Lee Dyer and Aaron Campbell from, from the duo Aunt Vicky. And we got to talk to them via the phone. And it was uh, interesting learning how to, how to set all that up uh, technically. It was really cool to catch up with them, though. Um, I haven't seen them in few years actually and uh yeah it was really cool to get to talk about uh some of their new songs from the new album Love in the Dark which you can hear on Spotify and iTunes, all of the platforms you usually listen to. And we play uh one of the songs off the album at the end of the show, so that's pretty sweet. And now Aunt Vicky. Warning rep your set may contain explicit content not suitable for kids. All content is intended for entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. I think we're rolling again here. So, we have Aunt Vicki on the phone. We have Lee Dyer and Aaron Campbell. And uh, this is awesome. Uh, you guys are the first guests that we've had on our podcast um, via phone.
1: Okay, All right. fun.
0: Yeah, so this will be interesting. Um, but yeah, how are you guys doing?
2: We're doing good. I just wanted to say, so Aunt Vicky is an actual aunt, but it's also two people combined, and it's also four people combined. Yes.
0: Right, right, yeah. So your, your earlier stuff was just the duo, and now you've added a bassist and a drummer. Can you refresh me on the names?
2: Yeah. Uh, drummer is Michael O'Shea. And he also mixed and mastered the album. Um, and then our bassist is Drew. Uh, His name is Drew Ball. Drew Ball. And he's not on the album because we had already recorded it and finished it. But Yeah, Lee pretty much played
3: everything on the album.
0: <laughs> did so. you Did you play the drums on the album?
2: Oh, Michael did. Michael no, O'Shea. I did drums on two tracks. Yeah. I did drums on Island and um, Close to You.
0: Island, I- that's a great song.
2: Thank you, it's so fun yeah. this is, I almost didn't make the album Because it's, so, it's like everything else is kind of moody and dark yeah, it's a
3: little of an outlier But it definitely It's
2: definitely like super just goofy and fun
0: Definitely, man we, yeah, Holly and I were listening to the album the other night And um, I just got done listening to it as well Um and uh I, I got to hear it in headphones and the, and the wow 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 like panning yeah. r- left and right, like kinda like you're underwater in the ocean.
3: Yes, totally.
0: Yeah. Super cool. Um so man, you know, the last time I saw you guys was before you had taken off in your in your camper.
2: Wow. Yeah, like five years ago. No, it was three. <laughs>
3: it was three years ago
0: (laughs) three years ago so Mm -hmm. maybe start by walking walking people and us through through that like what was that experience like I know you guys went to New Orleans and stayed there for a while right
2: you want the short story the long story the very long story or the extremely long
0: (laughs) um somewhere in between all of them maybe
1: like the long story
2: yeah the
0: long story yeah yeah (laughs)
2: It's just pit bull that destroyed our lives and got us evicted. But got us we'll evicted s- from
3: our apartment in Petoskey and we'll forced past- us to move into a camper.
2: But- we we'll skip past the evil pit <laughs> bull Mildred.
3: Yeah, we'll skip past that. um So we moved into a camper, and uh we were kind of just like living around a different people's houses in Petoskey, like people's yards, for the summer and saving money to leave in the fall. And we just knew that we were gonna go south (laughs) we didn't have a really big plan but wanted to hit up a couple places um spend like a month just kind of traveling around and then figure out where we were going we didn't have any kind of a plan other than we just wanted to try to figure out how to play music and do something get out of town right we rolled through Asheville as one of our first stops so we we actually came here to visit a friend and stayed for about a week and thought it was cool but didn't like love it (laughs) so we kept going um and then we ended up getting to new orleans and lee's like yeah i don't see anything cooler than this like let's just stay here so we ended up being there for like what almost a year about nine months yeah mm-hmm. wow
0: um
3: and we started getting really serious about working on the the duo sound then um because we, we were renting this practice space and uh we worked on the first album there and i think that's kind of where we started really like getting more serious about forming the sound of it and writing and recording um but yeah then we got decided to just elope and we eloped in austin texas and uh, decided to have our honeymoon be a tour so <laughs> <laughs> michigan for a month and then we did like an east coast tour we just booked it and we didn't make hardly any money we spent more money than we made we yeah. camped the whole Saw the whole East Coast and played a crap ton of shows.
2: You want to step in,
3: Liam? Just talking. What,
0: yeah. What What was that like? Those East Coast shows?
2: It was amazing. Really to play fun. In, yeah. In a bunch of venues that I would I'd, I'd never been on a tour before. So and I'd always Not dreamed like that. about doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just then we finally did it. And now I realize that uh you can just do it. It doesn't necessarily.
3: It's not necessarily profitable. Yes, yeah, you, like... you can find places that'll let you play all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will you make good money? Not necessarily, but um.
2: So yeah, we did the tour. We got to Asheville because we knew that our friend would let us crash at her house, Madison. Oh yeah. On Bay um, Gasoline and we, um, she was going to play at our CD release party. Yeah. But so we lived in her house for a little while, and um, we were broke and devastated because. If, if I can back up a little bit, before we even left Michigan, my truck was hauling the camper. I still have the truck, but the truck engine blew up because it ran out of oil.
3: Yeah, that's um, a
2: So like <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so apparently hauling this giant heavy camper around burned a lot of oil faster than I thought. And then so it blew the engine up, and that costs like an extra $8,000. So we added this debt to our lives. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and then money. moved, yeah. moved, and kept adding debt because we were traveling, and didn't have places to stay and stuff. So we get to New Orleans, get jobs, and start like kind of making a dent in it. And then we're like, "Yeah, this is boring. Let's go on tour." And then just <laughs> add even more to our debt. And so by the time we got to Ashville, we were like completely just broke. And
3: yeah, but they wanted to hear about
2: the tour, not about
0: how. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, well, no, but, that, but that's that's
2: part
3: of it, though.
0: That's definitely a part of it. It's something you got to factor in
2: talk about that I don't know that was about it I was yeah. just saying like, it, it, it was really fun but it, when by the time we got here we were like okay we need to get back serious about our feet. we need to <laughs> figure out how to do this without destroying our lives every time we
3: yeah do. so our totally. goal is to do a big tour like that like have it be like where like it, it doesn't like it doesn't put us into financial jeopardy or it's not irresponsible. It's more like a responsible decision, like yeah. the grown-up version of what we did.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
3: no, but it was really cool though. The tour itself, like we went, we went through New York up through Maine and then all the way down the East coast. We played in like a couple different places, Massachusetts, Boston. We played a bunch of shows in New York city, which was really fun. Cause I have two friends who live there. So we had places to stay. We played out in, um, Montauk like way out on Long Island a weird show and then um all the way down the coast until we went to Charleston and then cut over and came back here but we basically camped we've got maybe two hotel rooms the whole time we were gone for a month um Mm -hmm. and we got campsites the whole way and the kind of places we played like were a range of like some actually big places were like how do we get this show at like Dogfish Head Brewery like in Rehoboth Beach is huge stage and like this big ass place but a lot of the places are just a like, random like in the corner of like a head shop <laughs> like yeah. right like I don't know uh, it was fun how do we book those out India on the go was yeah, it India on the go oh yeah Have I've India- heard of that that site before
0: yeah, I've heard. I've heard of it. Um, I heard a lot of people use nice. it.
3: Fill in dates, and, and I
2: don't know how good it would be now after the pandemic. Cause yeah, yeah, venues are probably, probably have
3: different. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah,
0: they're well, probably yeah. just gone. Yeah, I mean, some of them. Yeah. Which is crazy. You
2: know, already, like they do a good job of keeping it updated, but even then, it was still you know, like there was like one out of four venues didn't exist anymore, or the contact wasn't the
3: same. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: shit.
2: Yeah. What? Well, it did fill
3: out. I mean, we had a lot of shows. So it it did work. Um, But yeah, now we're here. And like Lee said, we we showed up here kind of like, run down and out of money. And we weren't like thrilled to be here. Even (laughs) We just like, got crappy restaurant jobs. And we had a decent amount of shows booked here. And then, um, Mm -hmm. then six months later, the whole COVID thing happened. So that got kind of taken away from us. And so we were just like, why are we in Asheville right now? We're just working in restaurants during a pandemic. Nobody will give us a show.
0: There were um, no shows. There were, because yeah. there were no
3: sh- And so we kind of didn't play music for like almost a year. Like we just got off of it, got kind of bummed out and in the grind. And then um, we'd been working on this album forever. And we were starting to get like, it's never going to come out kind of feeling.
0: <laughs> right.
3: And, you,
0: uh, yeah. yeah. I thought- when, so, so, Lee, you became, you became a, a postal worker, yeah, he right?
3: Didn't, we didn't play music for almost a year because he
2: was never used it. work all the time. Through the entire pandemic, I was a mailman. And entire, it
3: was still it's
2: still going, babe. Worst, worst experience of my life. Oh, my yeah, God. I was, Working six days a week. Going from, like, camping on the ocean and playing music for a living to just working six days a week. Sometimes 13 days in a row before I get a day <laughs> off. And just, like...
0: With no music in sight, either. no music, shows, music in sight,
2: no shows, nothing to do except work and kind of record. But that's when I, I started listening to business podcasts and like and like um, self self improvement podcasts and stuff, and started thinking about what I actually wanted to do. And that's when I started doing my uh, production for other people, and like focusing on other people's music instead of just my own. So that I think it was it's all worth it because of that like it got me thinking like how can I not be a mailman ever
3: again <laughs> how can I never ever again doing something i hate
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah you you've been uh, producing uh, neil zohof uh, Z- uh, i can't say his last name uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Has- <laughs> i work um, i work with his mom oh yeah yeah julie i work with his mom at at the restaurant and uh lady yeah she's she's a sweetheart she's kind of like my work mom Wow. I love with Neil because he's
2: I like his style and I like his music and he's also just super easy to work
0: yeah yeah so explain like your your tiny son productions so people can kind of send you tracks that yeah. you just build off of right
2: he'll literally just sends me like he'll send me like six of his he's got a youtube channel with like hundreds of songs on it of his that he he'll just send me like here's six of them that I like and I pick one and then I like turn his YouTube video into an MP3 and like kind of build a uh, build an arrangement around it. And then once he likes the arrangement, I will go through and like redo it all to a click and, and like start from scratch, record the whole thing and then send it to him. And he like, he just records his voice on a phone and yeah. then sends me his vocal recordings from an iPhone. Right. right. Um, well, like people here in Asheville will come over and record their vocals at my place. And then people that aren't here. some like I'm doing a song for a guy in Chicago right now and he has like a nice one, nice mic in his, in his house. And so he's going to record his voice at his own house.
3: Adam Prozac did his own vocals too. Right? Yeah. Um, like people like
2: that. Like, um, so I, I get different quality out of different people. But.
0: Well, and it's cool that people can know that they can just send you any type of file. And you can work with it, you know, so it's it's really open for anybody.
2: Yeah. Which is and, really cool. and some people already have um, ideas for what they want it to sound like. And they'll send me like more than just a, an acoustic guitar. They'll send me like uh, a rough idea of how they imagined it. And then I can kind of build off of that. But most of the time, it's literally just them singing and playing, and I build the rest of it around
3: it. Yeah, it's literally just like somebody with a guitar and a really simple idea.
0: <clears throat> so. so so do you have your own own house and own studio that you can work out of that you don't have to yes. worry you have about anything? We
2: have
3: the sweetest deal in Asheville right now. I don't know how. It's like such a ridiculous um, housing Situation here, like there's everything so inflated, and there's hardly anything that's even like like within reach for a normal person to rent. Sounds familiar, (laughs) yeah, right. I think that's a trend, but it's extra bad here right now. But um, we somehow found this house that we can afford. That's literally um, got a full basement, and it's a brick house, and it's got brick walls on almost all sides, so you can play music, and it's right in town. You play music and nobody complains it's not like no it's not like bleeding into other homes in the neighborhood um i have a room for sewing and so like yeah it's a two-bedroom house with a full basement and a yard and we can totally afford it and we just re-upped our lease for another year at the same price i don't know we're like super lucky
2: Yeah. So we were like, that's
3: really afforded Lee to be able to do what he's doing too. Like, now we can have band practice in our basement. Plus he can fully just record whenever he wants any time of day.
2: Yeah. The house has allowed us to start to figure out how to quit our day jobs. Like we're trying to figure out how to be business folks so that we can just run our lives from home and then we can go then we could do tours and do our work from the road if we wanted
3: but yeah we're cut down to both just working a couple days a week in restaurants now as opposed to like last year when we were both doing like full-time working so yeah. so that's cool because we've got started getting a lot more gigs in the area again as a duo we're keeping the duo as like our money making thing because um, you know i know you guys are playing together too right so like it's it's uh it's way easier to book yourself in lots of places if you can just be in the corner at a brewery or at a coffee shop or whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And we're
3: at three hour plus set that we can, you know, get paid to do. And so we started doing a lot more of that once everything, I mean, everything shut back, kind of shut back down again, but when things were opening up, we've been able to supplement income a lot again, playing music. So that's great. And then he's doing production as a source of income and I'm making clothing and Doing my thing as a source of extra income, so we're kind of trying to hobble together a living that doesn't involve working for other people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's where we're at too. That's what we're trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. All through music too. Are you still you focused on just playing?
0: Yeah. Well, Holly owns a coffee shop.
1: Yeah, they've played at it. Before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. How do you
1: forget?
3: What's that? I said, how can you forget about
0: She's that? Doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, we're doing that. I'm I'm working in in, uh, in the kitchen pretty much full time right now, and then, uh, you know, the same, trying to get my my recording uh, off the ground, um, having to learn how to use Logic and and teaching myself how to just like every day, like I'm going to record a podcast every week, even if I don't want to, or I'm afraid to do it or, you know, like a uh, nervous about it. And, you know, uh, so yeah, we're trying to just really push with the recording aspect, podcasting, uh, and f- and really focus on Holly's uh, coffee shop. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Well, those Super are cool. those are awesome. Have you
2: have you ever heard of the six figure podcast, the six figure home studio podcast? No, no. Check it out. Um, they have like almost 200 episodes now, and that's one of the things that really got me going thinking about having my own business. It's it's like all of the business side of of running a stu- home studio or a podcast or any kind of it's now it's any kind of business, but it started out as just music, um, and it's it's just full of resources. It's definitely worth checking out.
0: Sweet, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, um, and and speaking of like like recording, I was listening to the album, and and that's pretty much what the song "Lights Out" is about, right? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone our- else is going to bed and i'm still awake like i got to get this done before they turn the lights back on like
2: yeah so and that's why like michael wanted to leave the little click and stuff in the in the beginning of the track cuz it's kind of like a a nod to the home recording side of things
3: yeah we uh We were living in a different, uh, place when we recorded the album and we didn't, we were living in an apartment building. There was literally
2: a neighbor on almost every every wall, floor, and and ceiling. And we were
3: trying to record and really self-conscious, like that neighbors could hear us and then like not trying to be like doing it too late and feeling really kind of that smothering atmosphere of trying to home record in like a, in like an apartment building.
0: Yeah.
3: So that song is definitely about that process.
0: Yeah the line we live in a house it's not our house it's like there's something <laughs> yeah. about that you're like oh wait this isn't really my house like, <laughs> i just live here it changes everything when you think about it like that not, That's
1: not
2: our house
3: but it feels more we feel more autonomous because we don't know, share walls of people now we can
2: if, make noise if you figure out how to buy a house let us know we yeah. want to do that we don't
1: understand
0: <laughs> yeah i you know i live above a ski shop So so the reason why I wanted to wait till like five o'clock is because that's when the store closes and the walls are so thin. Like when someone walks in, you can
1: hear their phones vibrate downstairs.
0: Yeah. If if they get a text message, (laughs) you can hear it. So my landlord, my landlord is downstairs listening to us right now, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But he's cool.
2: Well, I ended up not having to work tonight, so I was going to tell you that we could wait. And then but then I was like, I don't want to be that. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that like where I just keep changing the time them, so. no it's cool it's cool um yeah the album though is super good um i really love is it called the line
2: yeah the, the one without drums on it
0: yeah and it's funny because that's that's like the one that right away i was like damn this is cool like <laughs> and it's the one without drums which is weird for me because i'm such a drum person
2: yeah me too well honestly and I I had drums on it I put drums down and it was kind of like I was going for like this 80s Tom vibe thing Um, and then it was just a really simple like almost like a hip hop beat for the chorus Um, and I liked the chorus but the rest of it just did not sound good and then Michael tried putting drums down and it sounded it sounded good I mean he's a great drummer so anything he does sounds good but it's just like it just felt like it was getting in the way of the song
0: yeah, it makes sense. I, and it's so good. It's so good without it. I was used to it forever, being yeah.
3: that way. So when he put drums on it, I was instantly like, no, I like it better without drums. Like, it's always not had drums. I love, the, I love the break that it gives in the album, like how it drops to that. I feel like it brings attention to it because there's not drums on the track. It feels intimate.
0: Totally. Yeah, the album starts off with um, I Used to Be Sad and... It's like a good it's almost like a good way to start the album off cuz it's like saying goodbye to the to all the you know old patterns and old ways and moving on and then and then you have you have the line which is which is a very like we're all living in this time and especially like for people like us who are I mean Lee how old are you? You're about Sorry, say it again.
2: 35 35 yeah.
0: So I'm 30, 36 and, and we grew up in the 90s And and we grew up in a time where, you know We didn't have the internet We didn't have cell phones And, and it, it's so cool to, for it to kind of, yeah Evolve into that, into that song where it's like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be talk to I don't I want to look at the exits at the party and and get the hell out of here like it's just like yeah it's a cool segue the album flows really well from from that song on um I I really love like the I I gotta look at the track listing right now can you pull up your spotify on here yeah um but there's like four songs in a row like right after the line I think it is because it doesn't that go into the island and
2: yeah, it does. Island and then um, uh, slow and steady. And wait, no, I think it does. Close. We've
0: changed. Oh, it. oh yeah, no, no, it, you're right. It's it's the line close to you, island. <laughs> yeah, most... we
3: went around and around with the order. That was definitely.
0: I'm gonna click on close to you for a second.
3: Yeah, we worked really hard on the order. Now I can't remember what we settled on.
2: Before. But also about the line, it's like I think the main reason I wrote that is because it was right after the. The pandemic hit and everyone was facetiming each other and
3: everyone's like needing that connection and it got kind of exhausting In a while,
2: you know <laughs> yeah. like being on the phone but after about two minutes my brain shuts off and i'm it like does. okay cool. he
3: glazes over and then he walks out of the room and leaves me stuck on the <laughs> <page>. <laughs> like dude you called this person and then you leave the room leave on the phone have i have to know. figure out how to gracefully wrap up the conversation
2: it doesn't do <laughs> that way. An interview, though, like on though I got a podcast I don't feel the same way maybe it's because I'm
3: like I'm like tense I'm just like, like oh shit I gotta I gotta well, make sure it's, to see the it right stuff so. <laughs> not just being like yeah, like, so, sitting on my porch drinking on a beer yeah
2: <laughs> well, who are you
3: t- I'm not I'm talking about a specific person but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um close to you is another great song um
3: yeah that's got kind of a fun story
0: but go ahead go. we don't want to cut you off oh no and it's it's okay I feel like every time I say something while you guys are talking it like cuts the phone out yeah does it yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of weird this is like I said our first time doing it but what what I really like about the song is like it's it's got really great texture um with with the snare the snare kind of doing like a marching band thing, the piano doing like a steady clung, clung, clung. And then it like will cut out. It doesn't have to be throughout the entire verse, which I like, you know, it's, there's just like parts in that just flows and it kind of just creates this like imagery. Um, it's really cool.
3: Thanks. That was was a Lee song. He definitely wrote that by himself, but the, he wrote it and that was on our tour actually. Um,
2: That's how old some of these songs are. Yeah, that one, an island.
3: He wrote that one in a really scary, dirty hotel room in Atlantic City <laughs> at like five in the morning or four in the morning. Uh, yeah, we went to Atlantic City for a couple of days just for fun, like on the in between shows, and that was written in very wee hours of the morning in a really, really weird state of mind and weird place <laughs> but um it's kind of about us always knowing each other yeah cause we you know Blee used to play music with my brother and Joe and those guys for years and we've always known each other but um we weren't always together you know
0: right so yeah tube debut man <laughs> yeah tube debut um Back days flight squadron yawn I remember oh, wow. that
2: Oh, there's no such thing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you not, do you not go to the place squadron Yon MySpace. There is some terrible yes. stuff. Up.
0: Oh my God!
2: But yeah, I'm gonna go delete. I'm gonna go hide that. That's funny. <laughs> you brought attention to it now. There's just like there's a song on there where I'm like trying to sing like I have a bass voice or something. I don't oh know yeah, I, I it's like so good. I'm trying to change my voice, actively trying to, because it will even before Flight Squadron, there was I had a, a band called Chasing Jupiter with my friend in college, and I just sound like a chipmunk. I sound like a, a squirrel. Like I, I don't know what it is, but I think I I actively changed my voice, and then in recent years I've just gone to trying to be to sound as natural as possible and like trying to sound like I speak. But I think when I first started singing, I just hated my my speaking voice, so I was trying to change my the way that I and it's really really obvious in some of those tracks. It's hilarious. Trying, trying, it's like a little boy trying to sound like his dad or something. It's really <laughs> awkward.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's hard to listen to old recordings. I mean, it's it's nice that I mean, you know, you Lee as a as someone who records a lot, it's just like I don't know if you're like me, it's like every recording I'm just like getting better and better and better and and I always look back and think like oh I thought I I thought I had it figured out then you know and and it it just it's it's just become a part of the process for me where I'm like oh man this recording is even better and and like sometimes it's even so fast where like I'm working with Holly and I are are actively recording some new songs right now and and I'm like, holy shit! Like this is the best one. <laughs> and then it's like, oh god, I want to re-record all these songs now.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the other problem. Yeah, well, because like, I didn't have never had that problem where I thought I had to figure it figured out. Because um, I just started recording and I had like one mic. I was like, yeah, this will work. Um, but I definitely have the thing where I look back and I'm like, oh man, this is trash. This is just like all of this is done wrong. I turned everything up too loud. It's just compressed to like garbage it's like yeah so I look back and I every recording even like even current stuff like something I did last month I'm like oh man I could have done that better if I would have done this so I don't think that's a problem but it's it's interesting because nowadays everyone's recording themselves back in the day you had to go through the gatekeepers of like going to a studio that had nice mics and kind of knew what they were doing so like everything we heard growing up had some kind of quality to it because they knew what they were doing when
0: they recorded it at least well and now people kind of some people don't really give a shit about quality yeah you know it's just i mean but also the technology is is getting pretty good like you can record a vocal on your phone and kind of get away with it you know like um yeah. As long as you compress it, put a little effect, maybe make it sound like it's supposed to be, you yeah, know, low low-fi, then it's like it's passable. Mm-hmm. Which
2: yeah, it's it's you can definitely tell, but yeah, uh, it totally works in a pinch.
0: I so I, I took notes on some of the on some of the songs that I just kind of wanted the, to to bring up, just parts that I liked. Um, mother, mother, I, um, Aaron, you wrote that song, right? Yeah. Yeah, can you? Would you talk a little bit about that song, or
3: yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's sort of okay. First of all, I'm. Uh, it's kind of okay. It's fine. This is. Can you cut this part out? Where I still
0: <laughs> Cut this part out.
3: It's a personal song. It's a. Uh, it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm probably not going to have children. Um, mm-hmm. That's a decision of my own uh, that I. I don't want I never wanted to be a mother it's a little weirder now that I'm getting the age where I like pretty soon won't be able to anymore I think that's it's a little bit more of, it's it feels a little different than it used to when I was younger and I was like nah I'm never having kids but I think I'm pretty certain that that's not the path I want to take um and so this song is kind of me dealing with how I feel about that um because my, I, I come from like a background where my mother was, she was a stay at home mom and she had my brother and I, but then she got remarried and had three more kids and she's pretty much just been a mom her whole life and given a, a lot to her kids. And it's pretty much her whole life has been about her children and, and not much more about, about like what she really wanted to do or the following her own path So there's some part of me that feels selfish, um, and taking like that, what all the sacrifices she gave me, but then I'm not passing that on to another life. Um, so it's me kind of grappling with being given what I was given and all the sacrifices my mom made for me, but then I'm just taking them and running with them and being like, all right, anyways, I'm gonna keep this all for me and I'm gonna live my life about me and do whatever I want and have it be all about me and not have it be like a gift I give on to someone else or a sacrifice I make for someone else. So. Hmm. It's sort of about acknowledging everything my mom's ever done for me and how much I appreciate and realize how big of a sacrifice that is. And it's sort of about me realizing I'll never understand what a sacrifice that that, that is if I don't ever have children. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a loaded song for me. <laughs>
0: it, it's a good song, and I, the chorus is super cool. Like, the, the chord change um, on, like... Um, yeah. Just just the chord change midway. I was really listening to it. I can't think of what the lyric is now, but the, like, isn't that what I was supposed to do? Like take this yeah. from you.
3: I suppose to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
0: that's the part that really hit me because I, you know, my mom passed away about seven years ago, but we had somewhat of like a kind of a codependent relationship and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was kind of like her, her pride and joy, uh, mm-hmm. she didn't have anything else and she my mom would kind of like you know she'd give everything like like it says in the song but then she would like would resent me for it mm-hmm. you know she would be like yeah. well you're not even grateful you know you're not even this or that or you know you'll be happy when i'm dead she used to say shit like that to me and i'd be was- like well wasn't i supposed to like you did this for me you gave you know you gave me life and and you I just thought this is what I was supposed to do and now I feel bad for doing it now I feel yeah. bad for taking your love and and, and everything and so I, I was just like wondering if that you know like is is that kind of what Aaron's situation was like um,
3: well you seem like you want to say something but no no my mom my mom has never made me feel bad for everything she's done for me um, I feel bad because I have always done whatever I want and I'm kind of selfish with my time and like my interests and like, I've kind of just, I never, I'm always living on some other corner of the country. I'm just doing my other thing. Um, but I guess I acknowledge her and who she would be. I kind of like look at her cause she's really, really interesting person. She's an amazing artist. She's a singer songwriter. She has all these like gifts and some of her gifts are similar to some of my gifts, and I feel like she never got to realize hers, and I re- try to realize mine. Um, so I just think about sometimes the woman she would have been if she wouldn't have given everything to us. You know, I know that she wanted to be an illustrator. I know all these different things she wanted to do, and then she ended up being a mother, which I, she says she would never take back. But I personally, from a different perspective, I'm like, man... You know, like she doesn't make me feel guilty. I guess I personally do that to myself.
0: (laughs) All of all of the plans that she swept under the rug—is that what you say?
3: I just like think of myself and all the things I wouldn't have been able to do in my life if I had just had kids. You know, I guess it's good that it. um, I
2: don't know if it's good or not, but I guess it's good that like. It's a song that people can relate to.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, I have a different situation than you, but also sort of similar because my mom is, like, like how your mom was, you know? My my
2: mom's just super sweet and nice and really calm.
3: Yeah. (laughs) What? Ah, ah,
2: I'm just kidding. I love your mom,
3: too. He always says he wins the mom game, but...
0: Um.
3: Well, I'm sorry that that was your experience. Yeah,
0: That's, rough, yeah. That is rough. Oh, no, no. It, it, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean. And that it that is
3: complicated. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: complicated. And it, I, I think it took, you know, years after she had passed away to kind of see that, um, mm-hmm. you know, like. It was kind of like the thing, like, I mean, it was just little things. She'd be like, you know, hey, you want some food? And I'd be like, yeah, okay. She'd be like, okay, what do you want? I'll cook you this. I'm like, I'll have this. And then she'd cook it. And then she'd do the dishes and be pissed that she had to do the dishes. And I'm like, yeah. what well, do you want me to? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. You just sit, you know, and I'm like, uh, you, I don't know. You offered. I don't
3: <laughs> So She was being a martyr, kind of like taking on all the roles, but then, then it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so it was just that line. And it's like with the crescendo of the chord change in the chorus and the, yeah. like the way you hit that, like, isn't that what I was supposed to do? it was just like, man, it, it, just, it hit me. I was like, wow, this is a, this is a really good song.
3: Wow. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Um, not to get too deep about mom shit, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it definitely did. Um, so what's on, what's on the horizon, um, in the near future for you guys, as far as duo shows and, and full band shows,
2: well, everything in January kind of took a dive, including our album
3: release show that was supposed to happen two nights ago.
0: That's right, you guys got COVID, right?
3: We got COVID, and then all the other bands just started feeling uncomfortable about like generally performing in a enclosed space while everybody's getting it. We would have been out of quarantine like a couple days before our show, but we weren't rehearsed because we were quarantined for a while, and we would have like, had
2: one day to practice. Yeah,
3: I just it just. And it just didn't feel like something we wanted to be promoting, considering how bad the cases are here and stuff. So we reluctantly canceled. But we have a show in um, February um, at Fleetwoods, which is really cool—like wedding punk rock, wedding chapel thrift store here in Asheville. It's, I love, I love going there. I've never played there
2: it um, is a it is a riot and it's just it's the the business idea is so good so they have beers and champagne drinks and cbd stuff but then they're a thrift store so you drink and then wow after, you're just like, you need this vest for 70 dollars.
1: <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah. great marketing employee like, <laughs> um
2: <laughs> never sad about it though.
1: no it's
3: great it's a it's a cool spot and um, we have um we're booking some shows out for March, too. And then we we want to start... The guys that we've um, picked up that are in our band are very, very serious about doing, like, touring and stuff. So they're they're in positions where they're able to, and so are we. So we're planning on... And Asheville's a very, like, a perfect location in the southeast for, for little weekend runs. Like, we could go to nashville knoxville we could go to raleigh durham we could go to atlanta We'd go up to dc like there's we're kind of located where you can run and do like three-day runs and um hit a bunch of little towns or big towns in the area with like nashville's only three hours from here and so oh, is wow.
1: atlanta
3: wow. so it's sweet. a good location for branching out you know just doing kind of trying to figure out how to get a regional base you know mm-hmm. starting to try to play a lot more locally but also i think we're interested in branching out regionally that's going to be like for on the first spring summer i, I think, think
2: we'd like to play mostly locally with the duo maybe one or two shows here and there as the band but then use the band to go around the regionally. band to try to do, do more regional stuff and eventually maybe two or more his uh, our basis is in a band called the river breaks and they've toured in um uh, they've toured overseas. Yeah, and they've, stuff. Done they've done Europe and stuff, all over like, the countries so, and stuff. So like, so Drew makes us
0: feel
3: like we could probably. He's just like, yeah, let's just do it, man. I'm like, okay, well, sure, <laughs> let's figure it out. That's awesome. So we want it. That's what we want to. We want to figure out how to be more unattached to, like, you know, a boss or a job, like, so that we can um, be free to do that, you know. And we want to come up and visit. We only came home for a week this summer to Michigan. It just was not enough time between going across the state. My family lives in Alpena, you know, and then we have our family in Petoskey. So it just wasn't enough. So we want to try to figure out how to do a couple weeks and book a bunch of duo shows and then possibly bring the band up. If we can get a show that's like, like a good enough, a big enough show, like bring the band up for just a couple of days. But Lee and I would spend, get to spend more time with family and take some time off to play music up north. So...
0: Yeah, you could definitely do that in the summer, you know.
3: That's my plan. I think we if we can ditch these shitty jobs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is big is big wood officially not a oh, thing yeah. anymore?
3: It's uh oh, its did last you, dirty year. You happen <laughs> to be the last one was something Was that last else. year? No It was it's the so, year
2: before last
3: it yeah. was three, two years, ago, three yeah. years ago. Uh the last one oh, so my.
2: about three years ago. It hit its maybe four years ago, it hit its peak at like around Bigwood seven, six or seven. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. It was a blue moon, literally. And then we, we have shower, a band yeah. called Mule Bone from New York, oh. which are now in like the Blues Hall of Fame in New York. They're They're great. It's a, a blues singer songwriter. He plays like a stamp box cigar thing, cigar box. Um, and then he plays. Uh, what did I say? He plays. Uh, like a little two-string guitar sometimes, and then he's got a flute player that sometimes plays trumpet. I don't know. It was just it was awesome. So we had these we had a great headliner, and we had a big stage with great sound and great lights. And then the next year we had a smaller stage, and then the next year it got kind of trashier. Oh man! And like I don't know, getting trashier and trashier, it got
3: scarier. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Worried that someone was going to actually die. Yeah, so
3: like, it just was like too.
2: And then me being out of town made it just kind of silly. To we, try and run from afar. We
3: love Bigwood. I'm not trying. We're not. We don't want to say any bad words about it. It just got like you know
2: there was some, yeah. It got to be too much. Like too much, too much of, of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> too much of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wasn't putting yeah. as much of my energy into it in. Because of that it just I think it just kinda like kind of fell apart. I feel like the
3: crowd kinda shifted too. Yeah. You know? Like once you we were it wasn't it was it felt like less of people we knew and more other people and then just a small group of people like that. It was
2: like, like a thirteen year old kid running around smoking cigarettes pushing a baby He was baby like before.
1: passed out drunk in a corner
2: <laughs> <laughs> It was ugly, man. He got ugly. It was like, what is going on?
3: That Anyways. was the
1: first uh non Christian music festival I'd ever been to was Big West. Wow. <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot that week. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. I just kept coming to find you, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Bigwood? Huh? That was your first time at Bigwood? Yeah.
3: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: That was my first time for a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that.
3: Dude. <laughs> Funniest thing in the world is that my dad went to Bigwood one of all the years. Oh like, he would go watch Dan and Lee. They would watch their band play. I just can't even picture my father at Bigwood now. I look can
0: Um. So, Aaron, talk about your your clothing um, a little bit to promote that.
3: I'm working on it. Um, I I've been work. First of all, I've been sewing for a million years, but I have always just done it for me and always just kind of altered my own clothing. Um, but I've recently was kind of drawn into a project with my friend who lives in New York. She has a clothing brand called grandmother goods. And, um, we met in Seattle years ago when I lived out there and we're both like love to go thrifting, love to alter clothes, love costuming. We have like a lot of similar, um, interests and she moved to New York and started her own clothing brand and she hit me up when I was making those tapestries last year or the year before those fabric kind of painting things I was doing and she was like, "Hey, I want to upcycle these denim coats and I'm trying to figure out a cool way to do it do you want to, um do you want to make patches like with my fabric scraps and then mail them back to me and then I will sew them onto coats and we'll sell them and it ended up just doing really well and people are like wanting them and she's selling them all over Brooklyn and all these markets and stuff and people are paying good for them. So we're still doing that project, but I've also wanted to do my own thing for, so it kind of just got me like thinking in the direction of wanting to do more like wearable, make wearable items. So I'm, I'm still kind of working my way through my own personal, um, figuring out how what, what my who my audience would be and how I'd sell to them and being able to like, – because the thing is it's like a lot of work, so I need to make a certain amount of money per right. <laughs> item so who can pay for what I'm doing and are interested in it. So right now I'm kind of just designing um, a lot and stockpiling. I want to start doing markets uh, when the weather turns back nice again in the spring. Um, so I'd like to start hitting up markets uh, – Ashville has like a really really good artist and music scene and so there's a lot of craft markets, there's a lot of like stores and different like pop-ups I could probably get myself into if I get the inventory built up. So right now I'm doing a lot of exploring and and pretty much using all vintage, all thrifted materials and then I'm recreating garments, some garments and making some from scratch. Um, so yeah. where,
0: Where's the best place to to find, like to be able to to get anything from you but to buy it?
3: For right now, I don't do tons of business on that. I just, it's always kind of been that way with me okay. and Etsy, but um, <laughs> let's see. Um, but my shop is just called Aaron Don Campbell. It's got my name. I haven't, I haven't come up with a, I'm still working on like when I, I want to do a website and stuff and um, that will be, my next move but i want to come up with a, a a brand name that kind of encompasses right now i'm going with my own name though just in the meantime cool yeah
0: sweet um yeah how did that uh how did that notebook hold up that i oh God. that i sent you guys
1: <laughs> it held up
0: did yeah. it hold up
3: uh, didn't you message me and say something about that you yeah
0: message- yeah, because like uh, it, it all of a sudden got super dry out, and some of my notebooks just literally started peeling apart, and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, I just <laughs> fucking mailed one to Aaron, uh, I but think, it, for a gift for Lee or something." And
3: yeah, I think I got two of them. I got, I got a gift for my friend Madison. I got the kitty one for my friend, and oh, okay. then I got one for Lee. And I haven't heard back it's anything great, about though. the it's kitty, so- and Lee's isn't breaking, so
0: oh good. <laughs> that's,
3: well, that's hilarious I know how that is Because I, I used to make leather jewelry Before I start. I've done a lot of different random things That I make and sell Like that sending something off to someone And be like I hope this is gonna be like What they expect And it holds together and, You know what I
0: mean? Yeah like, No absolutely Yeah because they were literally Peeling apart And I was like Fuck Yeah I was like I, I gotta I gotta send a message I sent a message to You were like the first one I think that ordered
3: Yeah and you sent but
0: i haven't had any issues cool cool that's awesome
3: you're still making them or are you or are you not
0: i'm not really making them right now um i still have a bunch uh my goal (laughs) was i was going to make a hundred notebooks and i think we made i don't know like 30 or 40 but uh i just do it for fun and then people were like oh you should sell these and holly basically Set up an Etsy account for me, and
1: yeah, I kind of forced you into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it was good because I was I was trying to stay sober at the time, and uh, and music wasn't popping, you know, during. Uh, pandemic era I mean it's still happening but that was like when it was really not happening and I was like oh god you know well, mu- music isn't making me any money right now I should be and all of a sudden people were like these notebooks are cool mm-hmm. I'm like fuck it I'll do I'll try doing this and it just yeah, I
3: think they're super cool I, I like them you should keep making them
0: oh thanks yeah they're, it's a, they're, pr- they're really messy to make mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a lot of fumes from uh, spraying glue
1: yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was
0: just like, oh man, I don't know how healthy this is for me. But, not
2: exactly um, sober when you are making. Not
3: exactly sober. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just sitting there sniffing glue the whole time. Um. So I usually play a song. Um. At the end of the podcast, what is there a certain song that we could we could air that you would want to be played?
2: I don't have a specific one. What would one?
3: y'all want to play? I, we're fine with
0: whatever. I might play like a couple in a row, even. Cool. I don't know, because yeah. the line is so good, and um, and I really like I, Island, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Those are the
0: two, like, probably oddball ones, but I love them.
2: They are definitely the oddest great. on the album. I love that. <laughs> They're, I mean, one. And the other one's like super happy. I always like
3: seeing what people like because everyone has different, everyone completely gravitates towards different. And especially with the two of us being different songwriters, like usually one person will name like three songs and it's all either mine or all either his. Like it's obvious, it's very obvious whose songwriting style resonates. Um, So it's interesting to see, you know what I mean? Like,
0: mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it, I don't know because Holly and I are are really trying to figure out the whole weaving of our, songwriting and singing and and yeah it's it's not easy in the beginning
2: are you writing together or are you just working on stuff that you already had and trying to arrange it
0: Uh, kind of both i mean we have one song that we co-wrote together and then
1: almost like two years ago now yeah
0: i heard that Great. oh cool yeah we we just debuted um a rough demo of it on the last podcast and, yeah. um, but yeah, but we're, we're, trying to write more together, but right now we're just kind of trying to learn a lot of songs so that we can play out. Mm-hmm. But
3: yep. it's interesting with two different songwriters to we, figure out that balance. We um, generally
2: don't write together mm-hmm. so much. We'll write and then bring it to each work other. On each other's
3: <laughs> <songs>. <laughs> like usually like, uh, maybe help each other like do we're having a lyric problem or like yeah oh, this just doesn't sound right kind of bounce off ideas but for the most part he brings me a song finished or vice versa and then we just add to it like harmonies or musically kind of you know yeah the only song on the album we co-wrote was vigil right
0: yeah and oh that okay. from- oh, i just i wrote it, he had a verse.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that
1: gotcha. was a good one too yeah, was one
0: of me. yeah. the album covers is awesome Mm -hmm. so we did photo shoot so
2: we have a bunch of the same kind of pictures like us in those in that outfit on a mountainside and there's some with like cows in the background and it's all smoky and foggy
3: yeah we did a couple like a year and a half no it was just a year ago last it was last fall and um it's from a girl named marissa Marissa dylan she's a photographer from michigan i think she from petoskey she might
2: be. Mm, I don't think so. Is I think Grand Area? Rapids. Grand Okay, all right. Oh, well,
3: she's great, and uh, she did the photos first. I, I personally love that photo because it looks so, like, um, sci-fi, like, teen, like.
1: Nancy Drew. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, it's, <Yeah.
3: laughs> it's
1: like, but it's also kind of, like,
3: I don't know, Twin peaks or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely dramatic, but, like, kind of intentionally. Yeah, like. it's great.
0: And I like that the the, the, hand, the hands are, like, kind of highlighted.
3: hmm Yeah, we told her we would do this couple shoot. She needed some subjects to do kind of more, like, a traditional couples on the mountain photo shoot, but she said she would try to do a few shots, like, for, with ideas towards our album cover. And uh, so that's kind of what we came up with as the couple last-minute shots we got at the end of the night after doing all this, like, romantic mountaintop stuff that was, like, us playing around. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, they're amazing photos, and an amazing <laughs> album.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah,
0: guys, congrats! And I know it was a long, hard road to to put this album out. So, yeah, I, I hope it does well, and and we're gonna share it, and hopefully, everybody will listen and share some more.
3: Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you guys listening to it first of all, and uh, and also like bringing us on here to talk about it. That's really really I'm awesome.
2: Excited to hear what you're recording. Yeah. So keep us posted.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And when you guys are up, let us know and maybe we can do a little show together or something.
3: Yeah. Let us know if y'all want to come to Asheville. We got a guest. Yeah. When you
2: have your uh, set ready, we are starting to figure out how, like, what places pay and and stuff. There's some good, like, two hour shows down here. Yeah. You guys could
3: probably get some shows and make a little bit of money if you came down here for to visit or
0: something. Sweet. Yeah,
2: that'd
3: be
0: fun. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> to
3: check out Asheville. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, cool. I guess um I guess we'll wrap this up and we're going to play Let's let's play The Line, All I right. think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll show The Line because that's that's an awesome one. And um Cool. Uh do you want to say any last uh websites or anything?
3: Yeah, our website is um antvicky.rocks. Um,
2: R-O-C-K-E-S. And
3: you can find our album on there if you want a hard copy CD. You can do that if you're still like, you know, if you're old like we are and you like to use a CD player. <laughs> um, the, also, like, we usually keep our show dates pretty accurate on there, too.
2: Yeah. And we're on all the We're on, like, band camp. And yeah, stuff, right? we have, like,
3: Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram But on definitely
2: um, don't go to AuntVicky.com. That's like an old lady BDSM. It's a spanking
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: and my We originally sent that to uh, – My friend Steph. Yeah, and she, did Lee make the website? Is this a
3: joke? <laughs> like,
0: no, AuntVicky.rocks, not AuntVicky.com. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. That's all <laughs> awesome. oh my ones out, you <laughs>
0: Well it was nice nice catching up with you guys and, and, and good luck and, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys around I guess. We'll
2: see you in the future.
0: Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, line. All right, peace. Bye. I wanna crawl and into-